I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, money wise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcast. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on the Bay Area's Sports Station 95.7. The game. And we welcome you inside Oracle Arena, the Crown Royal Club. More specifically, it's Warriors Wrap Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, and it's John Dickinson. Joined tonight by Bonte Hill after the Warriors. They beat the Phoenix Suns 129-83. to This game was a one-point game at the end of a quarter. The Warriors <laughs> a plus 16 in the second, plus 11 in the third, and they wind up closing it out with a 30-12 fourth quarter en route to the 46-point victory. But the story of this game tonight, Bonte, is something that started earlier in the morning at shoot-around. Steve Kerr handing the team over to the Warriors players as coaches tonight. Andre Iguodala ran shoot-around. <laughs> JaVale McGee ran the, the film and the video session at shoot-around. And everybody from Iguodala to David West to Draymond Green had a stint in helping to coach the Warriors tonight to a victory. First of all, whose bright idea was this to pair us both together for Warriors wrap-up here? I mean, <laughs> somebody drunk back there? I'm supposed to be working from noon to 3, not late night. I've got to get some sleep, J.D. But, no, seriously here, uh, all the coaches, all the – listen, this is Phoenix Suns. They're practically a summer league team. They're a glorified summer league team. A lot of young guys. I know they have a couple vets in Tyson Chandler and Jared Dudley. But is Steve Kerr pulling this move? against, say, the Portland Trailblazers? Is he pulling this move against the Minnesota Timberwolves? You can get away with things like this against the Phoenix Suns. And me personally, although it's all fine and Danny Day and the Phoenix Suns basically felt no disrespect by it, it is borderline disrespectful to me to see players coaching themselves and the coaches just taking a night off. It doesn't happen against other teams. But knowing that the Phoenix Suns are basically an expansion team at this point, J.D., they got away with it. So I, I was a little blown away with it. Fans had fun with it. But I thought it was borderline disrespectful. Well, and you and I had a similar thought to, during the game when we discussed it. We were sitting next to each other. And we can uh, hear from the fans at 888 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Nine five seven nine five seven zero Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security with John Dickinson and Bonte Hill. Steve Kerr defended what he did, and not that he necessarily felt he had to defend it, but he explained it uh, by saying that he told the players and felt that the players were tired of hearing his voice, that he needed to switch things up. Uh, it seems like Bonte, we've been talking about for the better part of a month to six weeks, really. Since the calendar flipped right. to January, the Warriors got off that long road trip after all the home games to close out 2017 in this building. Been talking about the dog days and been talking right. about the poor starts and been right. talking about the team just not having the focus that they need on a night-in, night-out basis. So Steve Kerr turned it over 
to the players. I don't think he would have done it if they were playing another team, but I think whether it's the opponent, whether it's the, the time with one more game to go finally before the break, I think he felt he needed to to lighten the mood a little bit around this team, and, and, and it's more about his team and what he can get out of his players and what he feels right than it is about any kind of disrespect right. going the other way. He's got to worry about getting his team to the break and through it and ready for the long haul. Right, and one more game until the All-Star break. That game will be Portland Wednesday night here. And, you know, it is the dog days. They've given up a lot of points here. I think this is the first time in 13 night, thirteen games they haven't given up 100 points. Well, the Phoenix Suns are perfect for that because they can't shoot. They can't hit outside shots. They can't do anything right. They're li- literally a glorified expansion team here. So to see the players coaching themselves – uh, it, you know, I don't know if he wants to lighten the mood up here and there, but you could do that against a Phoenix. You know, I think it's a, they're a scapegoat team. There's an excuse already built in to say, you know what, I could take the night off. It's for them to police themselves. Now, hopefully it does turn it around because two things you can count on for the Golden State Warriors lately is slow first quarter starts, which they had another slow first quarter tonight against Phoenix. But not they, as they, slow. Not as slow. Usually we see them down 10 after the first quarter, like against the Spurs, like against OKC. But even against Map, the Dallas Mavericks, they were up 10 at some point early in that game. But the, they go into the second quarter up one still. You want to see them up seven, eight against the Phoenix Suns. And then the third quarter is what you can count on. The Warriors come out at halftime and usually blow teams away and put the game out of reach. So far this season, they're plus 293 in the third quarter. Tonight, they were plus 11 in the third quarter. But really, it was the second quarter where they really broke this game open, plus 16 in the second quarter. So whatever Steve Kerr did, handing the team over to the players, it worked at least for a night. 888 It's John Dickinson, Bonte Hill, Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo. Smart home security from the Crown Royal Club inside Oracle Arena. Uh, and again, I, I, I think it worked. If sure. we're talking about getting through the dog days and, and getting a win and, and lightening the mood and having everything, having a team just feel better about themselves now with one more practice tomorrow, which, by the way, is now an optional practice, Steve wow. Kerr said it's after optional, the game. Huh? And then they're going to fly to Portland tomorrow and take on the Trailblazers on Wednesday. Uh, but we talked about it during the game, and, and it, it made me – wonder what the Suns' reaction would be to it. And and I kind of said to you, boy, if I was playing for the Suns or if I was coaching the Suns, I'd have an issue with it. Uh, We're both scanning Twitter constantly and getting fan reaction and different things during the game. And it was the classic night where the majority of Warriors fans, they they thought it was hilarious. I mean, they're so used to this team clowning on other opponents these last three, four years that this was just another step to it uh, as far as uh, just having a little bit of swagger and keeping things light and fun. So I think uh, the Warriors fan probably probably says, wow, this is great. You know, Draymond's calling plays in the third right. quarter, walking up in a suit, you know, walking up and down the sideline. You've got Iguodala drawn on the on the board. David West, who looked serious as a heart attack. Oh yeah, you think when he, he got th- his one time he out, he had all eyes on him. They were very attentive with David West coaching and cleaning <laughs> up the grease board there. I did run into Phoenix Suns head coach after the game, Jay Triano, and I asked him. I pressed him on it. I said, "Did you feel disrespected?" He goes, "No." I didn't feel, but his body language said a different thing. His body language, his body language said a whole a entirely different thing, JD. Where it did look like it, he was bothered by it a little bit. We will hear from Steve Kerr. We will hear from Jay Triano. We will hear from Omri Caspi and and other Warriors players on who did the best job coaching, 
who disrespected who, if anybody. Uh, and Steve Kerr did, by the way, say that he meant no disrespect to the Phoenix Suns. He actually went as far to say that he talked to Jay Triano postgame, uh, explained to him that you know, the players were tired of hearing his voice, and it was a situation where he thought for his own team's good, he needed to switch things up. And it wasn't an attempt to, to rub a team that's having – a pretty poor season right. and a pretty poor week. They got blasted by the Spurs last week. They've had more blowout losses, I think, than any other team in the NBA. So it wasn't disrespect more than trying to get his club back on track. So we'll hear from all parties involved in there. We can hear from you at 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, and we're rolling on John Dickinson, Bonte Hill on 95.7 The Game. It's their team. I think that's one of the first things uh, you have to consider as a coach. It's not your team. It's not Bob Meyer's team. It's not Joe Lacob's team. Although I'm not going to tell Joe that. <laughs> it's it's the players' team. It's their team, and they have to take ownership of it. And, and um, as coaches, our job is to nudge them in the right direction, guide them. Um, but we don't control them. They're, they determine their own fate, and um, I don't feel like we focused well at all the last month, and it just seemed like the right thing to do, and I thought they communicated really well together, and they drew up some nice plays, and um, it was a good night for the guys. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson, Bonte Hill from Oracle Arena. Warriors win it. 129.83 over the Phoenix Suns. The sound you heard is the coach's interview brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where saving is simple, online at walnutcreekjeep.com. Uh, you hear Steve Kerr explain it there, Bonte, that, that he felt, hey, this is the players' team. He wanted to give them a little bit of freedom, and he, right. he thought, hey, they did a nice job calling some plays, drawing a few up. It looked like Steve Kerr was setting – the lineup as far as the rotation yeah. and who was going to be on the floor coming out of each timeout, but he was letting the players actually get in there and, and draw up the plays coming out. Now I'm a little disappointed we didn't see Nick Young, a.k.a. Swaggy P, draw up a play. I'm a little disappointed. Now that might have caused Clay a fight. Thompson. That might have caused a fight. Clay Thompson didn't draw up any plays here. What about Pat McCall? I want to see the whole team. Omri Caspi, we had 19 points tonight. He actually shot a three-pointer t- tonight, J.D., who, by the way, started as well. Uh, in place of Draymond Green. So I wanted to see the whole team maybe get a chance at at coaching here, but it seemed like Draymond Green kind of hogged the grease board in the second half there, and I think JaVale McGee maybe was was an assistant here, but if this was a tactic by Steve Kerr to help lighten the mood up and help the players out, then hey, it worked. And it made for an entertaining night here in an otherwise dreadful game, because the Suns were terrible. They were, after the first quarter, they really weren't into it. Fans started leaving in the third quarter, so it made the game entertaining, at least, from our, and it gives us something to talk about. What else are we going to talk about here and break down pick and rolls against the Phoenix Suns, come on, J.D. Well, it clearly worked because I'm looking at Stephen Curry gets his usual 22. Omri Caspi got the start. Omri Caspi hit a three. Hit a three. For the first time in 2018. <laughs> he was seven for ten. He was a plus 28, scored 19 points. Nick Young. Oh, he Nick, was not getting cheated tonight. Nick Young. He was not getting cheated tonight, Get JD. this, Bonte. If, 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 the stat that just tells the story tonight 
as far as Steve Kerr allowing the players to essentially coach this team. Nick Young was a team high plus 34. <laughs> Nick Young was a plus 34. Oh. Had 16 points. He was 5 of 10. He got his shots up 3 for 7. Oh, He took some shots, too. He was getting his shots up. How about this, J.D., real quickly about Pat McCall, who didn't play in the second half. He made his first three in 22 games. He had missed 15 straight before tonight, and he was aggressive tonight. It was almost like he was back in Las Vegas playing summer league basketball. Now, I know this was his basically his fifth game in five nights. He requested to go back down to Santa Cruz and play in the G League here. He was aggressive. Hopefully we see that Patrick McCall here after the All-Star break where he's starting to get some confidence back, starting to get a little swagger here. He was driving to the rack. When Kevin Durant passed him passed him with the ball to hit that corner three there in the second quarter, he shot it with confidence. There was no hesitation. Usually we see Patrick McCall kind of think about it. He let it go. Nothing but net. So it was good to see Patrick McCall at least gain some confidence here against the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, it was. And, and some good run in that uh, early part of the game in the first half. Uh, for Pat McCaw. I thought this was a huge game for Omri Caspi because there's been murmurs about the Warriors really exploring the buyout market and looking for players that could maybe help them down the stretch of this season. And Omri Caspi just hasn't looked healthy for the better part of a month to the point where you start to look at this Warriors team as, okay, if they're going to add somebody on the buyout market, and we know Joe Johnson and Marco Bellinelli have signed elsewhere, if it's Tyreek Evans or somebody else, if you add a player, that means you got to subtract a player. Right. And the question was starting to be asked, who is that player going to be? And I think Caspi was putting himself on the short list because you know Pat McCaw is not getting he's not waived. Getting, no, he's not. And, and Nick Young, you know – He's still a guy that you're paying $5 million to this year, and I think a lot of the players like having around in that locker room. So I think, well, maybe Nick Young would have been on that short list. Uh, Maybe Omri Caspi would have been at the front of that short list if he proved himself to still be physically unable to perform. Tonight, Caspi showed that he had a little bit left in the tank. The big question, though, coming out of this one is, disrespectful or not, Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven. Oh, we're going to get to a call in just a moment. But I know we heard from Steve Kerr. Let's hear from Phoenix Suns head coach Jay Triano. You hustle down to the Suns locker room uh, as you do uh, typically on a night in night out basis. Uh, the visiting locker room, and you got the question off uh, to Jay Triano about uh, this being disrespectful or not. Let's hear that. No, he explained that it wasn't. See, every, every, whatever coach you are, you have to do what you have to do to build your own team up. If he thinks that helps them, let them tip my hat. Tips his hat to him. The Suns were not offended. At least head coach Jay Triano was not. I wonder if Tyson Chandler was offended. Classic. Or Jared Dudley was offended. Some veterans there that, you, you know, we everybody I've seen on Twitter, they're talking about the San Antonio Spurs and how Popovich sometimes gives a clipboard to the assistant coaches. Well, that's assistant coaches. It's one thing if Mike Brown was doing a coaching tonight. There was Draymond Green. There was Andre Iguodala in the first quarter. You know, there was David West in his hoodie, in his warm-up doing it. So I don't know. You know, his body language to me, J.D., said something else. And I asked him before that, you know, have you ever seen something like that in the NBA game? He goes, no, I haven't. I have not seen it. So Eric season is back in play for Golden State Warrior <laughs> fans. That is typical Eric's right there. That is top-of-the-line arrogance. But look. The Suns got bigger issues here. They're a young team. They're getting blown out every day. What's the stat Lucas just dropped to us? For the fourth Phoenix, time they've been blown Phoenix out by 40 plus. Phoenix has four losses by 40 or more points. <laughs> 
the rest of the NBA has four losses. Yeah, they're so not even competitive yeah. without without Devin Booker. They're not even putting up a fight here. 83 points to a Warriors team. They score 83 points against the Warriors team, J.D. That's been giving up over 100 points, it seems like, all calendar year in 2018. So, I mean, they have bigger issues there. But I would feel slighted if I was wearing a Phoenix Suns uh, uniform tonight, J.D. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson and Bonte Hill from the Crown Royal Club inside Oracle Arena. Let's get to the phones. Antonio in Oakland. Antonio, you join us here on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Antonio? Hey, guys. Yeah, that wasn't disrespectful. I mean, you have to do what you have to do in order to get your team back or team pumped up or team fired up. I mean, you know, it was the right game to do against Phoenix. You know, I mean, they wouldn't have done it if it was against a much better team, of course, playoff caliber team. But, I mean, maybe this would be the spark because, I mean, they are on a three-game 15 win by 15 win streak. You know, they did the uh, Spurs by at least 15, beat the Dallas Mavericks by at least 15, you know. And I did one by 46, so they've been, you know, on the little groove. But, you know, I know everybody panics when the Warriors don't win by at least 15, you know, when they win by two or four. It's like, oh, man, panic mode, what's going on? You know, that's what everybody does. But so Well, now they, now they win by 46, and it's disrespectful, right? <laughs> I know, right? It's always something. It's always something, you know. The Warriors can never win, even when they win. So and, Antonio, like, real quickly, what if the Phoenix Suds – because remember a few years ago when the Rockets were going for the three-point record, I guess a single-game three-point record. This is back in the Mark Jackson days. And he and they intentionally fouled somebody on Houston. I forget who it was. But they basically intentionally fouled and said, you're not going to break records on us. Not doing it. Hey, remember how that felt? Oh, yes. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. You felt disrespected, yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> Antonio, anyway. thanks for the call, man. Kind of proving a point here. If it was on the flip side, J.D. He started laughing. He started laughing, yeah. If this was the flip side, Warrior fans would be up in arms. They'd be up in arms all day. Oh, how can you do that to us? They're disrespected. But to Kerr's point, to a lot of people's points, Phoenix Sun should have done something about it, and they did not. They didn't, and then after the ball game, like you said, Jay Triano's body language aside, he owned it. He said, hey, if that's what Steve Kerr feels he's got to do, that's fine. I mean, Steve Kerr explaining it, uh, and we'll get to this momentarily, I mean, Steve Kerr saying just flat out, I haven't reached them for a month. I mean, you just think of, I mean, how many coaches are secure enough to be able to do that? Uh, we heard from Antonio, and when we hear from the fans, it's brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nation's. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Two things surprised me. Two things surprised me. Uh, well, actually, one one of them really surprised me, and one of them didn't really surprise me this game? all that much. It was something that Steve Kerr said earlier. We'll tell you about it as Warriors wrap-up rolls on, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security on 95.7 The Game. Horrible, actually. I thought about a play, and then I forgot the second option and had two guys in the wrong place on the board. <laughs> and I actually got a delay a game uh, coming out of halftime because I was scrambling. So you kind of, I guess, like I said, appreciate the process of, of being just a little bit more thoughtful when it comes to controlling the, the game and the game plan and, and locking in on tendencies uh, of the Phoenix players and, and just, you know, getting your mind right to play. 
You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. And we are presented by Arlo Smart Home Security on Warriors Wrap-Up. It's John Dickinson and Bonte Hill with you. The Warriors win it 129-83 over the Phoenix Suns. You hear from Stephen Curry there. Steph had his shot with a whiteboard coming out of halftime. And, and how about that? Delay a game, had a couple of guys in the wrong place on the board. Gives you a different appreciation. Right. You can be the... You could be the two-time defending MVP. <laughs> you could be the greatest show on court, but that doesn't coaching's mean you could draw a different play. Animal. Coaching's a different animal. What do they always say? <laughs> the greatest players make the worst coaches. <laughs> makes the worst coaches. <laughs> or GMs at that fact. <laughs> yeah, ask Michael Jordan there. Uh, yeah, I don't see Steph Curry ever becoming a coach. I see him becoming that stay-at-home dad, maybe watching his kids grow up and play a sport or whatnot. So, Steph Curry, who do you think? The, who do you think? I'll ask you this, J.D. Who do you think was the best coach tonight? Before they go to State Warriors. Draymond Green probably had the longest tenure as a as a coach tonight. But who's the best coach? Who who got their message through to the team? Well, it looked like Draymond Green had the job for a good portion of the second half. And I'm just looking at the second half score and it's sixty seven to thirty eight. So the Warriors. Wait, I didn't I didn't realize Phoenix only scored twelve points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. What the hell were we doing? They they, they again and that's the other thing. You look at all these guys. I mean, did Steve Kerr make the right call? Well, of course he made the right call. Caspi played well. Nick Young played well. Pat McCaw had a revival. They had a huge lead, and they didn't give up the lead. I mean, all of the bugaboos for the Warriors. <laughs> they only had 12 turnovers. Right. I mean, you look at this thing. They hit 11 threes. They defended the three well. I mean, you look at was it the right call or not? Right. All of the usual problems for the Golden State Warriors or not problems tonight. Well, two things, J.D. Maybe they don't need Steve Kerr as their head coach. They could go ahead and win a championship without Steve Kerr. And as our great producer Lucas just <laughs> te- text us, they're now 8-0 without Draymond Green. So maybe they don't need Draymond Green to play, just have him coach, and just have Steve Kerr kind of be a consultant on the sideline. The one thing about Draymond Green, though, he looked the part. He does He look had the, part. the suit. Yeah. Th- this was a game where he obviously wasn't going to play uh, due to the injury. He was walking to the coach's box, J.D., diagramming, pointing at player. I told him, pointing at Zaza, hey, you take it out right there. Hey, you're supposed to be in that spot. He was in the coach's box for crying out loud. The sprained left index <laughs> finger kept him out, but he was using that finger to, to right. call a play. <laughs> Walking up and down the sideline, but no, I, I the suit game was strong. Suit game was strong. The coaching suit game was strong. Uh, my biggest surprise, though, Javale McGee on the MacBook, according wow. to Steve Kerr, the best computer guy we have. Him and Iguodala ran the shoot around. Iguodala ran it, but McGee was the guy on the film taking the guys through it. I wish I could have been a morning. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall, JD. A fly on the wall for that. JaVale McGee running a film session? How do you not laugh? How, I mean, how does how does the room just not erupt in laughter here? I mean, this that's crazy. A couple of things that make a lot of sense now, just from being at Shootaround this morning. Uh, Shootaround, it started late. You know, you say they say show up around 10.45, 11 o'clock. And usually when you show up at the Warriors practice facility, you can hear through the doors, guys right. running around, shoes squeaking. Uh, occasionally they'll be, you know, you'll hit, You'll hear something slam against the wall or something. You hear what sounds like a basketball practice right. going on through the doors. Well, you got in there today, and it was quiet. And at one point, somebody came out and said, well, they haven't even started yet. And this was probably close to 11 o'clock. So clearly now it makes sense that Steve Kirk kind of brought them together and 
told a couple of the guys, hey, this is what we're going to do today. And so he gave them some time to, to run through it and, and, and get organized and, and put it together. And then they did. The other interesting thing was you knew that Draymond probably wasn't going to play just because the Warriors are going to be so careful right. with any kind of an injury. But when everybody was let into shoot around this morning, off to the side was Steve Kerr chatting with Draymond Green and Draymond Jr. was with Draymond Steve Jr. Kerr and they that, were having yeah. a they were having a chat uh and it looked like it was kind of a serious chat and I'm thinking well are they talking about technical fouls are they talking about making sure he's rested but I'll bet I'll bet they were actually talking about discussing him coaching because he didn't come out until the second quarter exactly. I didn't see him on the bench in the whole first quarter and we saw him before the game in his sweatsuit and then all of a sudden quarter break, first quarter ends, and you see Jermon Green walk out of the tunnel with a fresh suit on. I'm like, okay, he's going to join the team on the bench. Coaching suit. Coaching suit. And which was, it, it surprised us all when we first saw Andre Iguodala started coaching in the first What's quarter. What's going on? It was on? like, wait, wait, okay, they're just having fun here. And it just kept going and gone and gone. David West starts coaching. JaVale McGee was an assistant on the clipboard here. That that was hilarious. So, a fun night for the Golden State Warriors and a good team to do it against the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and Stephen Curry said he was the worst coach. I think it's between Draymond and Iguodala as the best coach. Although my personal Don't favorite, sleep on David West. my personal favorite was David West Don't because sleep he on looked him, JD. so serious. Don't sleep on so him. serious <laughs> with that demeanor when he had the clipboard. Uh, all right, let's get to our play of the game, which is brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Durant takes the screen. 16 seconds to go to the corner. It's in JaVale. Look out. One-hand slam. JaVale McGee. Warriors lead 25-24. Five points for McGee. And it was a good night for JaVale McGee. Another productive night. A plus 13. He had seven points. You know, the one thing that's interesting, you look at JaVale McGee, his good nights, he doesn't blow you away uh, on the stat line. He, he has a lot, of, a lot of his better nights have been Two for four, you know, six, seven points, couple of blocks. He Energy. always sticks in that 12 to 14-minute right. range. He got two stints tonight. Uh, got that first run there in the first quarter uh, for Zaza Pachulia. David West got his normal run. But that's uh, JaVale McGee starting to find his way back into the rotation, much the way Kevon Looney was in the rotation right. before that. Yeah, talking to him Saturday night after the Spurs game, where you know he had that se- he had seven points as you mentioned JD played seven minutes was two for two three rebounds good energy from Javale McGee he's flying around yeah he'll still make some mistakes on the defensive end of the court but he's bringing that energy that we saw from Javale McGee last year and just talking to him after the game uh, Saturday night after they beat San Antonio the Warriors that is uh, Javale just talked about staying ready how he's not losing focus, how he's self-motivated. And I think after the trading deadline, seeing that he wasn't going to get traded, because I think that was a concern for his. I think there was a legit concern that, man, I may be out of here because he did sign with the Golden State Warriors late. It, it, it looked like he was going to have to move on from Golden State, but he's still been around, been out of the rotation. But I think by him not being traded – kind of eased him up a little bit, helped him relax. And now he's playing with that energy the last couple games here. So it's good to see JaVale McGee because they need those minutes. With Zaza struggling at times, J.D., having those nice little 
three- to four-minute burst for JaVale McGee. They helped the team tremendously last season in what's netted to go to State Warriors a championship their second in three years. So to see JaVale McGee bring that energy was a good signing. He was the first player off the bench tonight. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. It's John Dickinson, Bonte Hill after the Warriors get it done against the Phoenix Suns at Oracle tonight. 129-83 to is your final score. 888-957-9570. 888 and that's where Mike in San Francisco checks in on the phone lines. Mike, you're on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I thought it was a fantastic thing that the Warriors, and I, I stress the plural there, and Steve Kerr did tonight. Uh, why? Could, these guys are great ball players. They have great basketball minds, and they have minds having to do with organization. And, hey, man, I'd like to – what could I do? I'm sure Draymond has a, has a brain and the energy. And he says, hey, I could do something here. I could add something here on the coaching level. And it all worked out. Uh, let me just bring up – you fellas either don't know or you didn't bring it up. Uh, for the past 15 years, there have been classical ensembles and uh, – pops ensembles in music that have worked with not having a conductor. Uh, there's been uh, educational experiments. No, I'm not saying all the time because teachers at that level have a great deal of knowledge to impart, but in terms of letting a class run itself for a while in a designated subject, it's been experimented with, and I think it's great. Why do we have to have one man at the top droning on all season long? And look what happened. It's fantastic. Mike, thanks for the phone call. It, it, look, it clearly worked. Got a little pop music conductor going on there. I like it, Mike. Uh, Steve Kerr, the maestro. He, he's getting deep there with me, the conductor. <laughs> Steve Kerr, I mean, he look, Steve Kerr has the pulse of this team. Yep. He, he knows. I mean, and he's been through it before. He's been through it before as a player. He's been through it. As, the Warriors, you know, he said this last year. This Warriors group. The guys that have been here since 2014, so you, you look at, at Stephen Curry, and obviously he was here before 2014, right. but Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Iguodala's been here for the whole championship run, Sean Livingston's been here for the whole championship run, Kevin Durant has now won a championship with the Warriors. You look at it, and those guys have basically seen everything. They've set an NBA record in terms of wins right. in a regular season. They won a championship. They lost in possibly the most gut-wrenching fashion you possibly could with a 3-1 lead in Game 7 on your home floor where the game's tied with a minute and a half to go. You're giving me you nightmares right now, J.D. You're giving me nightmares But the right point now. is they've yeah. seen it all, good and right. bad. When you have a team that's seen it all, both good and bad, I think it is harder to get up and continually Absolutely. have a focus. Absolutely, and it's a February game against one of the worst teams in the NBA, if not the worst team here, uh, the Phoenix Suns. So, yeah, it is tough to get up when we've talked about this all the time, J.D. When you played at three straight NBA finals, when you played in all these big-time regular season games, all these big-time postseason games, who can blame them for not getting up? Now, you know, it's their job to get up and play hard every game, but you can't really send that message every single night when these teams, they've played over 100 games each of the last three, four years. So the get-up for a game against the Phoenix Suns, I think it takes a little, uh, it, it takes some different tactics here to try to do it, and I think that's what Steve Kerr was expressing here. But we got to read this quote, J.D. Uh, Chris Haynes from ESPN just tweeted this out. He spoke to Jared Dudley, and Jared Dudley said this about Steve Kerr allowing his players to coach. Quote, it shows a lack of respect for an opponent. 
And maybe right now, we don't deserve respect. When you keep getting beat by 40, teams won't respect you. But it's up to, up to us to change that. There you go. So we figured that Dudley or Tracy Chandler will take it as disrespectful here. Any veteran in the NBA will take it as disrespectful. I heard Sam Mitchell on NBA TV go ballistic over this tactic here. So people across the league don't agree with what Steve Kerr did tonight. But Steve Kerr knows his team better than anybody out there in the NBA. John Dickinson, Bonte Hill, Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We'll hear from Omri Caspi. It's John Dickinson, Bonte Hill. Rolling on here after the Warriors, 129-83 win over the Phoenix Suns. McCall looks ahead. Great pass to Caspi. Leads him to the rim for a two-hand slam. Beautiful pass by McCaw. It's 35-29, and Jay Triano takes a timeout for Phoenix. Back to West, give and go. Doubled up top, Caspi straight on for a three. Got it! Only Caspi from downtown. It was a knockdown of three, and for Caspi, that's going to be his first three since early December. He'd only taken three since December 14th and missed them all. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. That might be the stat of the night right there, the fact that Omri Caspi hadn't hit a three-pointer since December. December 14th? about a month. About a month. December 14th? Twenty-eight days ago. December, J.D. We're talking December 14th. I'm sorry, two months. We're Valentine's Day a couple days. No, I know it's late night. We're in the Crown Royal Club. (laughs) There's a little yak going on around here. No, I'm kidding. There's no yak being poured here, even though I'm a little punch drink. I've been working all damn day, J.D. December 14th. My goodness. What what, what the heck am I looking at? I'm I'm trying to figure out who the heck they played on December 14th. Two months without a three-pointer. Nearly two months. Valentine's Day, February 14th is Wednesday. Wow. Where have I been? Yeah, the Dallas Mavericks were in at Oracle on that night. <laughs> Warriors win it time. tonight, 129-83 to over the Phoenix Suns. And the Warriors still have a, a few more games to go against the Phoenix Suns. Three, Three more, more, in fact, <laughs> uh, against the Phoenix Suns. And that's a team that they've just been able to wallop. And they do it again tonight, 129-83, to the final. It was a get-well game for a number of players. I think you go up and down. Omri Caspi certainly won. I think it was a Nick Young get-well game. I think it was also a Patrick McCall Absolutely. get-well game tonight. Four of six, looked confident with a shot. Only played him eight minutes because this was the fifth day in a row that Patrick McCall was playing between the Golden State Warriors on Thursday, Saturday, and tonight. He played in Santa Cruz on Friday and Sunday. And if this winds up being the game that gets a few players on track, if it gets McCaw on track – if it shows that Caspi and Nick Young are still playable, right. then it's all worth it. No, it was definitely a win. It was good to see McCall be aggressive, as we pointed out in the first second. Nine points there, all in the first half, seven minutes, 44 seconds. He played tonight, so good for McCall. Good for Caspi to get the start, 19-10. and 10. It was really starting to worry, worry about him. How is he still injured? Is there some things that's really nagging him to where he's not – up to being 100% here, J.D. So good to see Caspi get off this night. We know Nick Young lives for games like this. I mean, we've talked to him all season long. He's told me before, man, I want us to blow out teams more so I can get more playing time, so I can get some. He took a shot in this game, J.D. We're like, 
Nick Young, come on. Let's <laughs> pass the ball, but that's Swaggy P for you. Swaggy P plus 34, highest plus minus, the best plus minus on the Warriors tonight, plus 34 for Swaggy P. That's actually replaced the Omri Caspi nugget as the stat of the night. <laughs> Has it really? Nick Young, that, Nick no, Young I just plus decided 34. right there. Nick Young plus oh, 34. Man. Circle that, highlight it in orange. And just bright orange, <laughs> and save that box score because oh, I don't man. think you'll ever see sure. Nick Young a plus thirty-four real quick, real quick again. Jamie, yeah, go ahead. Then we'll hear from Larry Caspi. I, I thought about this, and I text the Papas this. I don't know. You're thinking about the buyout market, and a lot of Warrior fans are looking forward to possibly bringing uh, Marco Bellinelli back out west to become a go to state Warrior. But you know, there's a guy who's out there, and I wonder if he has some juice left. And you're not asking this guy to play 15 minutes or whatnot, but he's down in Brazil right now playing professionally. His name is Leandro Barbosa. I'm not sure about that no, one. No juice left, no nothing. I just don't see where you would add him to subtract somebody right. else. Yeah. And it, no, no disrespect to Barbosa at this point, but are you telling me Barbosa is going to be better than Omri Caspi right. or better than Nick Young? Yeah, it's tough to say. And I know Nick Young's, for the most, Nick Young's really struggled this right. year. And Barbosa's probably just as bad defensively, even though he probably tries harder on the defensive end than Nick Young. It's just I threw I, I was thinking about it because we we're talking about all these names about buying out players and this and that, and Marco Bellinelli really doesn't impress me. I'm not, you know, I've never been the biggest Marco fan. He's similar to Nick Young in a lot of ways. Right. I mean, he just he comes in. I think he's got a better handle. I think he's got a better handle. I, I think he's. Never met a shot he didn't like or want to take and, and did and almost has to be reined in uh, in that respect. So I, I don't I, – he's a probably a more efficient player than Nick Young. He's right. not a great defender either. My whole thing when I look at the just the roster composition, I would tend to want to keep Caspi even over Nick Young if you made a move. Now, a lot of that would be would be determined by who you get. Are you getting a forward or are you getting a guard? But if you wind up getting a guard, to me, you almost need Caspi as an insurance policy right. because he can play the three and the four spot. Yeah. It's kind of like if Kevin Durant goes down like he did last year, and all of a sudden they were happy having Calderon on the team. Right. But when Durant went down and was going to be down, they didn't have a 3-4. So they had yeah. to divert from the original plan right. and pluck Matt Barnes out right. because they just needed a body that yeah. could fill that type of position, and Omri Caspi fills it. All right, uh, let's hear from Omri Caspi postgame. It was a tremendous game for him, 19 points, 7 of 10 shooting, had 10 rebounds, a couple of assists, a plus 28 of the Warriors' win over the Suns. Here's Omri Caspi. How needed was this type of game where you get a spot start, you get a lot of minutes to kind of try to run yourself back into rhythm? Um, it's, always, it's always good, you know, um, Felt like you know the last month or so, uh, I've been dealing with a lot, you know, on and off the court, you know, with injuries and, and being sick or whatnot. And um, you know, it's tough. The team is running and the team is playing well, whatnot. And you know, I had to make some adjustments. And, and um, it was just fun to go out, up and down and play. I felt like the guys found me early to some, some easy ones to get going. And um, you know, I put a lot of effort into, you know, kind of spacing the floor more and, and shooting more threes. And, you know, you guys, the guys that come to practice, you know, you guys see me over there in the corner trying to shoot a lot more and get back into being more of what I used to do, you know, and, and add that to cutting and moving also. So, you know, I'm trying, 
you know, on the run, on the fly, and it's been it's been you know tough. But it is what it is, part of the game, and I'm happy that you know coach trust, coach trusted me today and to go out out there and, and compete, and you know I felt good. Omer, what did you think of Steve's decision to turn over the the huddle to the players? Oh, it was great. It's not just a huddle. You turn the whole you know morning session and video and. Um, you know, he talked about it at, at the team meeting after the game, and and he always said, you know, in his in his words that that this is our team, and we should take accountability for everything that's going on. Um, you know, and and the guys are great guys. You know, we have so many smart basketball minds in our in our team, so uh, the guys really use that for their uh, great opportunity to just to run things that they like and and see different things. It was great. Uh, Steph called your your performance tonight amazing. Um, did it just feel great to just be yeah. out there and be able to do that and, and have that type of a game after? Yeah, it's great. I mean, the guys are so you know it's it's amazing. They're they're so good and and how amazing of human beings they are. You know, it's not. And a lot of people see us on TV and they think, oh, well, maybe it's fake, maybe it's not. Those guys are amazing, and and it's a privilege to play with these guys alongside them and. You know, going every every morning to practice and see how hard they work, and you know, so for them, you know, they they made the game easy for me and for all of us. And you know, me and Zaza joke, joked around in, in the beginning of the third that we have you know three All of Famers around us, probably all future All of Famers and and All Stars and NBA champions, and, and me and Zaza was passing one another and shooting the ball. You know, so it was fun. What was Draymond like uh, with the clipboard in front of you guys? <laughs> you want to play for me, Valiup? You know, if he run that in the, as an NBA coach, I think he would get fired. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I, you know, I told him that I appreciate the support and and the, the respect. You know, I probably wouldn't be able to catch it, but uh, uh, it was a good play. You know, we run a little back screen action. It was fun. Do you feel like he had, would could have a future in that realm? He can have a lot of different things. You know, Draymond is a very very special human being. You know. Uh, Smart and he has a lot of different things going for him, you know. And he knows the game better than anybody I've been around. And um, you know, he have a lot of different things. He just hopefully he'll be able to pick what he wants to do. So it's great for him. Good stuff there from Omri Caspi on a positive night for him. Uh, twenty-seven minutes, just under twenty-seven minutes, twenty-six forty-five. The nineteen-point night in the Warriors' one twenty-nine eighty-three win over the Phoenix Suns. And one more to go, Bonte, 44-13 and 13 with one more to go before finally we hit the All-Star break. It's going to be up in Portland. Damian Lillard's been playing well. It's always a fun atmosphere up there. A lot of Warrior fans like right. to make the trip up to the Pacific Northwest and, and check out the Warriors and the Blazers. It, it should be a good one on Wednesday night. Should be a fun game. As you mentioned, Damian Lillard's playing well. Dropped 50 on Sacramento uh, late last week. But they did just get blown out by Utah. Utah Jazz went up there to Portland to handle business. Probably one of the hottest team in the NBA right now, led by rookie Donovan Mitchell out of Louisville. So it'll be a fun one before the break. The Warriors usually play well up there in Portland. Looking forward to that one, J.D. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. That's going to wrap it up for us. This show flew by wow. tonight. want to thank everybody 
uh, involved in the program tonight. I want to thank uh, Lucas Alexander and Alex Scott. And Tommy Call was in there helping out as well for Bonte Hill. I'm John Dickinson. You can catch Bonte back, obviously, with Papa tomorrow. Is that like six hours from now? Noon until 3. Okay, right. You still, it's still about it's still 12. Kinda, hopefully we didn't cause any accidents tonight on the road here, but I need some sleep, people. Bonte's going to get some sleep. <laughs> Warriors are taking tomorrow off. That means I get to take tomorrow off, so it's a good day for me as well. Uh, thanks to everybody. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security.